So this is part two, um, because one wasn't enough. Um, that's the second one. Um, we must um, tell you, however, in advance that there was some time gap between the two episodes. But uh, for you listeners, of course, we combined it. So um, this is the second part with um, Carsten, which you surely remember from the first episode. Um, Carsten calls himself a Red Sox um, because he's still a little bit in love with the, well, Tim, how would you say it? <laughs> with, the, with the romantic idea of um... communism. But no, not really socialism, socialism. socialism. Sorry, it is, Sorry but, but yeah. So disclosure, it, it will get a little bit political. Um, so no offense, uh, we're uh, no offense taken, no offense given. Um, I use some uh, metaphorical images, but I don't want to. Anyways, I don't have to explain myself. Just listen to it, and if you're yeah, offended, then, write me an email. In advance, um, so there, there is there is some um, critical. Um, we're comparing um, projects with countries and people and um there was no intention in this but um no animals got harmed in the production of this podcast so enjoy (laughs) (laughs) um hi guys so we're back for another episode because the, the thing is um we couldn't get enough of Carsten in the first take so we had to bring him back for a second take um the, the reason behind it was because me and tim had to sort of digest all the things that we discussed as well we had to pass it by our internal legal team to make sure that this is not going to break any um <laughs> let's say any partnerships and friendships out there because Carsten Isn't... really went like uh I, I would say like uh, <laughs> Tim, what's the machine called? You make the meat in, you know, the mince meat. Yeah, like, like, Fleischwolf in German. Yeah, like a Fleischwolf. The, the, yeah, like the, the, like the meat wolf. It's, it's yeah, like so a so thing where you is... put meat in it and then you grind meat grinder. That's the so word. So Carsten is like the, 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 the meat wolf of the of the IT industry. Um, this is the, the howly wolf that just uh, runs through the forest. And, yeah. Um, but and, you know what is funny, Paul? You said in, you said internal legal team. What it really means is his girlfriend who works as a lawyer. Okay, you're giving it all away. You're giving it all away, man. You're giving it all our trade secrets. Um, but um, yeah, um, maybe maybe first we bring Carsten up to speed. So um, between the first part and the second part um, of this episode, we, we, me and Tim were up to no good as well at some there, parts. There was kind so, of a cliffhanger in it. So uh, There's a sort of a cliffhanger in it. So, so we had the guy X. to this, the cliffhanger will be resolved, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. so so we had the um, we had the guy X Summit. Um, it went really well. A lot of people attended. We had some really great discussions. Um, let's just say some of the big names were not so happy because we brought some people that didn't like Gaia X. Um, so, so we got some 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 really um, positive feedback at the end, but you know what? Hey ho, we're uptown punks, so yeah. um, we're here. We're we're not here to satisfy everybody. We're here to speak the truth, and this is what we try to stick to. And then, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to get quite interesting because um, we're going to have Carsten's favorite company in the world come on the podcast in two weeks' time. And Cast <laughs> is raising his eyebrows. He's like, "Who is coming?" Well, it starts with a G. Um, but so they're gonna come on the podcast, and it's gonna be really fun because um, we're not just gonna be speaking. Well, I don't think we're gonna get much information from him in terms of the data stuff because he's more from the infrastructure point of view. However, for the infrastructure people out there, 
um, we found out that there are different tiers of, well, basically in a nutshell, all these big guys are going out and saying we're doing net zero sustainability thing. All a nice story, but actually it's more like um, you're painting a hole on the wall instead of fixing the hole. So um, <laughs> there's, there's always there's always a something a little bit deeper. And um, Tim, what is it called? Tier three, which means that actually to be proper net zero, you should even clean up the garbage which you have produced in order to build your data centers. Yeah, that's. So. Like, I think it's it's like um, the, the the same concept as, as gray energy. Like the carbon that was emitted in order to produce a server rack, for example, is 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 not really accounted these days and uh, not really measured. And, it's, and it, some it, companies start doing it. But can we now please go? <laughs> <laughs> because I see Carsten is getting really impatient. And, uh, no. no, 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 he's, he's still freezing. He's going to get one of his kinder chocolates out now and uh, first have a bite on that one. And then he's going to, then the wolf is ready to howl. Um, should we give the mic to the wolf, Tim? What do you think? Yes. What were you up to, Carsten, these days? <laughs> since, since we last spoke. How's it going? I was starting to freeze. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, um, basically, um, um, first of all, thanks for having me back. Uh, uh, it was a great pleasure last time, and it's going to be an even greater pleasure this time. Um, <laughs> so, um, and and uh, I, I'm not a bad guy in that kind of round here, uh, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, what we did, uh, the, what I did uh, the past weeks is basically, um, you know. Um, trying to to bring uh, the true open source mindset to the world uh, uh, and uh, basically uh, try to make a difference and try to make the points and that's an honest thing there try to make the points uh, uh, in regards to to our uh, friends of google amazon microsoft in mm -hmm. regards to uh, uh, our competitors um, because and, and we, we wanted to touch on that if i recall properly this time um, there is uh, actually uh, quite a uh, um, um, a different understanding of open source of uh, um, trustworthiness out there, and I feel like we should touch on that. Um, mm -hmm. The past weeks, for example, have been uh, uh, there, there has been the Fostum conference, uh, um, and there was quite an interesting uh, conversation going on, and that was something that basically got me thinking then again. Um, and they had a they had a conversation there, but they basically said, uh, look, um, that what the thing many people today call open source is not actually open source. Um, mm -hmm. It's more like open core, um, where you basically open source parts of your products, uh, but not everything. Um, mm -hmm. So you you have the the you, you still have a proprietary stuff uh, basically uh, um, as part of your solution. Um, you just open source the core and say uh, look into that. But the problem is that kind of core is basically unusable on its mm -hmm. own. And during that conversation there at Fostum, um, they basically said uh, the, the the speaker basically said, um, look, that's a that's a huge problem. First of all, it's basically. Uh, um, it's basically responsible for for making those kind of uh, distinctions go away between open source, free and open source software, and proprietary software. Um, it's basically somewhere in the middle, uh, and it pretends basically to be uh, the best of both worlds. Um, mm -hmm. That is one problem. Uh, that kind of uh, um, um, that kind of. Uh, um, strict separation between those words uh, uh, is basically going away. The other problem, and he said that's a way bigger problem, 
um, is basically that uh, we raise a generation of, for example, developers or uh, operating uh, stuff that is basically uh, uh, not understanding and seeing why they should use open source. Foster, mm -hmm. for the record, is one of the biggest open source conferences in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that is that, that, that got me thinking uh, if that is true. And uh, basically, I came to the conclusion that is basically true because um, quite often we are confronted with the fact that a, a great software is uh, um, basically used in a, in a way uh, it is packaged by someone else instead of using the main product, uh, the open source thing. Um, so that kind of open coring things um, is, is, is a problem because um, the people working with that stuff are not used to, to uh, make that distinction anymore. Uh, it, was, mm -hmm. it was way more clear in the past and now those things blur away. Um, okay. He said that is, that is a huge problem. That got me thinking over the past weeks uh, because that basically lines up to what I say with uh, uh, regards to, to, um, to, to, to basically the cloud environment and the cloud ecosystem uh, overall and in general. Um, um, because um, we have a similar, similar situation there. Um, and um, what we basically uh, uh, grow up now, and again, perhaps a strong statement, uh, but we basically grow up uh, uh, a generation of, of uh, cloud native idiots um, that are not able to, to basically work and understand what is going on there. Instead, just use what they are given and take that for mm -hmm. granted. Um, and something, well, well, if you so ask what? me what I did the past weeks, I thought about those things <laughs> quite a lot. That's good. I mean, people who just have time to think. Um, the pinky and the brain. Costner thinking about. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> me. I can hear the music in the background. That's, that's the sitting there <laughs> just thinking. <laughs> yeah, but why should one use the open source? What, what, what's 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 open source, anyways? I mean, um, um, first I of all, of, um, everybody um, has some kind of understanding of. Yeah, yeah. Um, the point is, there is no such thing as the open source uh, uh, mm. thing. Basically, uh, if you just boil it down, it's basically the thing that you say you open source your code. So everybody can look into that, um, um, audit uh, 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 this code, um, perhaps contribute to that. And By I, audit, you mean uh, control and see if it could be better? Made exactly. Okay. Look into that. Uh, uh, perhaps look for uh, security issues. Um, right. um, work them out, uh, uh, and uh, uh, basically contribute back. Um, so that is that is the lowest foundation of open source. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, uh, um, within the open source ecosystem uh, a different uh, kind of uh, um, 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 fractions or strategies uh, that are uh, living along um, um, the. IP the basic idea of open source, um, you have basically that kind of distinction between uh, open source, OSS, open source software. Mm -hmm. um, then you have that free and open source software, yeah. FOSS. Um, and then you have free and liberal open source software. Mm -hmm. um, so you can basically try to understand that as some sort of a pyramid. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, the, the base of the pyramid is OSS, open source software. You open source it, let us look into that, uh, let them contribute right. um, and uh, give them a license, typically give them a license that allows them to use it and to run it. Um, mm. um, and your business model around that is then providing support and additional and to features. change it, modify it um, for its needs as well? Typically, or? typically uh, uh, um, the license allows you to do that. Um, okay. There are uh, different kind of licenses uh, that would uh, force you 
to um, um, open source your own changes then again. Um, so yeah. you can not just take it um, um, and use it within your products. You would need to open source your products then again. Mm. Um, that is that is uh, uh, one direction uh, where uh, people and companies are going. Um, there are other licenses uh, that allow you to just utilize that uh, open source software, uh, but you need to quote it. You need to basically say, okay, it's based on this and that and that uh, open source mm. software stack. Um, you are then not forced to to reopen source the stuff on your own. Okay. Um, if you contribute back, if you bring that back into the original project, uh, well, uh, you basically accept their terms um, um, and basically uh, it is then available under their license. Okay. Um, so um, um, th that kind of um, I contribute back and that kind of I take it and I use it uh, brings in another pillar of open source. And that is uh, uh, the point where you would basically not just only look into the software kind of base, um, but where you would have um, a more social uh, aspect to it, uh, where you would basically say, um, we contribute, we, we uh, uh, create a community, um, we, we look for, uh, we, we form a community uh, of people that are looking into the same direction, that want to go into the same direction, mm -hmm. um, and that give each other uh, uh, the rights and the permissions to use whatever they did in that community within yeah. their businesses as well. Common good. Um, that is that is quite a that is quite a great thing, um, yeah. as long as you live along those lines. Um, yeah. Problem with open source in that regard is um, um, you have those kind of licenses. Um, yeah. You are typically not forced to make, uh, or you are typically not in a, in a in a in a position where you would make a differentiation between different business kinds of aspects. Um, mm. So basically, you just give it away and say, use it. Um, um, I get something back from you in regards to contribution, perhaps in regards to donations, whatever, um, mm. or in regards to, su to support uh, uh, that, I, that you buy from me. Um, but there is no such thing as basically uh, uh, disallowing specific kind of usages. Um, that, is, yeah. that is basically at least not on the, on the uh, uh, open source low base level. Um, yeah. That is basically where free and open source comes into the game. Uh, uh, free yeah. and open source is basically uh, 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 one. Uh, it's basically focusing on one aspect. Um, it's uh, um, 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 meant in regards to you do not charge for the product uh, per se. Uh, you mm -hmm. give uh, uh, the software away for free um, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, allow others to do whatever they want to do with it. Um, that again uh, is focused and, and, and is based. Uh, uh, to a strong extent on that uh, thinking of a community, that uh, solidarity kind of thinking that is that is in there. Yeah. Um, the, the basic uh, business model behind that is that, again, um, you spread it as far as you want to spread it or as, yeah. as, as it goes. Um, so hold and on, you, you basically said it's free and, 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 and the kind of science like not-for-profit, but there's a business model behind it. Well, um, um, open source and, and profit is, from my perspective, uh, um, not something which stands, uh, which stands in contradiction to each other. Um, yeah. It's basically a, a different kind of uh, a business model that you have. In a traditional world, you would have a business model with proprietary software where you would basically buy into that proprietary software and you buy the right to use that software. Um, that's basically what you what you pay for, oh, yeah. um, and you buy for the to, for the support and so on and so forth that you get from. But, but obviously, uh, well, obviously, open source is is better, works better in some ways. Which is, um, open source. Why, why would you use open source? Like, 
Yeah, um, um, but but please let me answer that. Um, um, sure. So so uh, open source uh, uh, sets uh, uh, the focus a bit different. Open source does not want to give you uh, a vo- does not want to pay free and open source does not mm-hmm. want uh, want to pay you upfront for the software. Um, mm-hmm. It basically just wants you to use the software. You pay for support for um, additional services, stuff like that. The ba- the main business model is not so much different from a proprietary software business model. Um, mm-hmm. It's just with proprietary software, you have to pay for the right to use the software. Mm-hmm. With open source, you get a software per se for free mm-hmm. um, and then uh, uh, pay for, again, support for uh, additional functionality, stuff like that. Um, and then let me allow allow me to, to, to make that last thing. Then there is free and liberal open source, FLOSS. Mm-hmm. Um, the free in free and open source is uh, uh, typically understood as it does not cost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um, there is, uh, um, it could be understood as uh, a freedom, um, possibly. Um, but that is that is not that clear. And that's why there is that third movement or that third level, which basically says we do floss, free and liberal open source, where you would basically bring in um, um, political or ethical aspects they would basically uh, say okay that software is free to use that software is open source look into that but you are only allowed to use it um, if you i don't know uh, are not northern korea or whatever um, <laughs> so um, that is basically that is basically uh, um, those three different layers that you have again mm-hmm. a lot with open source is around solidarity is around yeah. a community is around we, we share a lot of things that we do Trust. And it's it's definitely uh, uh, um, uh, it's definitely not prohibiting you from doing business with it. Instead, mm-hmm. um, it should give you a foundation to build a business upon. Mm-hmm. So. Or the way I see it is, um, well, no, maybe I shouldn't even get into this. Um. <laughs> yeah. The way I see it is like, it's like my brain is going to a whole different scope. Uh, the way I see it is just to get a bunch of geeks to. Um, bunch of geeks to come up with nice concepts, pitch together, come up with new softwares, developments, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then um, a company like one of the Magic Fives goes and says, oh, yeah, it was our development. Okay, thank you very much. And then they move yeah. on. That's why you have a lot of these, um, I'm not going to put names out there, um, let's say associations, groups, um, where this um, <laughs> cast is getting a smirk on the face, um, where 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 these 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 big players just um, throw in engineers and um, well I, well s- similar to incubators, um, which is basically um, where the, the pow- rich and powerful take advantage of the knowledge of the gifted. Oh, that's a nice philosophy. Uh, let, me, let me put it that way. Wow. I, wow. I, I, coming I, that from your mouth, that's something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let me, uh, perhaps let, let me put, put it a bit differently. I want to see it a bit more romantic. Um, so uh, um, you are absolutely right. That's quite often the way things are done. Um, open source is a, is a huge business model. Um, yeah. Because uh, uh, if I put it differently, what you just said, uh, it's perhaps not about so much, not, not so much about just the creativity and new ideas, stuff like that, uh, mm. which could definitely happen. Um, but it's more like, uh, in a negative way, outsourcing responsibility. Um, so uh, if you would be, for example, a company um, um, that, uh, I don't know, creates a great product, but uh, you want to have um, support from a community free of charge and you want to have uh, uh, people that uh, work for that uh, on that free of charge, well, 
make an open yeah. source product out of it. Um, Carson, I was telling, I was telling Tim, um, the Stasi is still listening to you. Um, <laughs> somewhere out there, somebody really cares. Oh, look, even his microphone is off. Uh, Carson, are you? Are you in? Um, are, oh, um, are, I, I, no, I, I tell I you what it is. You're probably in dev, um, in developer mode or something. You're hacking. You're hacking the podcast while we're recording it. Uh, um, no, <laughs> no, no. It's infrastructure apocalypse. Um, um, the internet uh, is used, and that's why it breaks down. Uh, yeah, but it's it's, it's quite strange. Um, speaking about used and breaks down, um, London is being an absolute absolute mess. The last three weeks. Um, on daily basis, internet is down. Um, provider, mate. <laughs> no, it's not change provider. It's a, it's a you have the same problem, mate. Um, and then we had power outages in central London. In central London, like you're in the center, you have power outage. How could that happen? Well, I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know unless they're putting vaccines now into the electricity or something. Um, but. Um, Oh, should we should we bring up the? T oh, I think we should bring it no, up. We oh, no, we should bring. No, I I want to hear this, Carsten. What do you think about the German government's um, vaccine strategy? <laughs> How do I put that? Um, um, the goodwill <laughs> is there. Um, that's a, that's a positive thing, uh, um, <laughs> but the execution is. Leaves a lot of room uh, for improvement. Okay, that, that's that's quite uh, gentle. I, I I just I just I just thought not to get too much into politics. I just thought it was funny that um, how they went and, and protested against that poor bloke being put into prison, and then because he flew back to Moscow, and then a good old friend over there just goes, "Guys, listen, you want fifty million vac vaccines? Yes or no? Yes, sir." There was no more discussion afterwards about this poor bloke sitting somewhere in Siberia in jail. It just shows no, you how dirty. No, Did you hear, by the way, that the doctor who treated uh, uh, is dead died. already? He he's, he 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 died. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so correlations, has... but causality, yeah. but no causality. So, but 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 to our listeners, and this is something Carson does know, <laughs> we have we have a few couple of hundreds of subscribers from Russia. Mother Russia, whichever side you're on, guys out there in Siberia, when you listen to the Uptime Punks, we are with you. Um, yeah. uh, thank, thanks for thanks for sending to Carsten a couple of vaccines because <laughs> Germany needs it. Thank Spasiba. 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 So let, let's get back to open source. You said the business models around open source. Um, uh, companies uh, create business model around open source so they can outsource. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, and I stay with that. I stay with that. Uh, if you would be um, a company that is uh, uh, trying to, to first of all, uh, profit from the idea of open source in a positive way, the image, mm -hmm. uh, you could very well basically go and say, okay, uh, I create a product. I uh, outsource parts of the product. That's that mm -hmm. open core model. Um, and I uh, try to create a community of uh, people working around that and working with that. I create some hype. I, I do some some sort of uh, um, donations to some uh, um, to some organizations. Mm. Um, and then you would basically be able, if you do that the right way, to uh, uh, create that community. And the community is doing a lot of work for you um, for free. 
free of charge. Mm. Uh, just because they, they love the idea of uh, a specific product, of a specific aspect of the product. Um, but in fact, what you basically do is, and, and you can basically go and do the marketing stuff and say, look, we are an open source project, biggest community in the universe, whatever. Um, mm. So so you basically get that positive image. But what you do quite often is basically you just outsource a, a part of your work uh, uh, towards uh, uh, volunteers. Um, mm. Look at, for example, uh, CentOS. Uh, uh, um, don't get me wrong, no Red Hat blaming, bashing, whatever, not at all. Um, but basically, uh, uh, what Red Hat did is uh, uh, they, they uh, created a community around CentOS, um, used it as uh, um, and, and tried to, to work their RHEL, their Red Hat Enterprise Linux uh, based on what CentOS does, they contributed back. Don't get me wrong. So it's not just a one-way uh, uh, thing there, um, and uh, uh, basically profited a lot uh, uh, from that uh, approach because there's a real vibrant community around it. Um, then they decided, well, um, uh, it might not be in our business interest to work with CentOS the same way as we did in the past. So they completely changed the project, and they could do that because they were the main sponsor of the project. Um, mm -hmm. And turned uh, uh, CentOS from a um, uh, from a stable distribution into a rolling distribution, uh, which is going to be in effect latest by the end of this week of this year. Um, so what they basically did is they outsourced a lot of work around their enterprise Linux into a community. Obviously, uh, uh, they, they they donated, they gave money, and so on and so forth. But if you just do the mathematical calculations, um, it was definitely a, a good business case for them. And when the product got too mature, uh, um, and basically the adoption of their own Linux got down or got into mm. danger, um, they uh, basically decided, well, we take that then again out of the market. Um, and uh, that is quite, uh, it's perhaps not a typical approach, but that's basically the way uh, many major companies see the open source scene. They do a lot of work, but if they get too powerful, well, we sure we, we, we basically step out of that a bit. Uh, we try to steer that into our uh, directions. Um, and that's why I say uh, with a negative tone, it's quite often outsourcing of uh, support and outsourcing of programming work. Um, mm -hmm. Because ultimately, uh, 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 no company, um, including mine and uh, any other company, is uh, 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 is in a situation where we can basically just afford being altruistic all the way. Uh, I mean, we need to earn yeah. money. We have uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, interests, uh, uh, and we have definitely uh, perhaps a business strategy, or we should better have one. Um, so <laughs> the point is, uh, the point is that um, um, that kind of uh, thinking is quite present there. When I, for example, hear that Microsoft is one of the biggest open source contributors, and when mm -hmm. I, for example, hear that uh, uh, I have to trust Microsoft because they do so many great things with open source. Let me put mm -hmm. it that way. Yes, they do, um, but it's not like um, they are giving something great to the community because they are the great Microsoft. No, it's just pure business interest there. They mm -hmm. outsource and open source things um, because it helps them uh, uh, doing things. Um, it lowers their costs and their efforts. And mm -hmm. on the other hand, you get that kind of uh, um, uh, uh, creative community around that. Um, mm -hmm. And on the then again, if you, if you look for the right projects, you can Use a lot of uh, open source projects within your uh, uh, within your proprietary applications um, because uh, the licenses are just there. Um, so the point is, um, 
open source uh, per se in, in my romantic world is uh, uh, all around uh, um, community uh, solidarity um, um, contribution and growing with each other and providing a base from where many companies can work upon doing business mm -hmm. with open source is great even if others do more business uh, uh, than i perhaps do um that's that's perfectly fine that's absolutely not my point but basically pretending that it is just some sort of uh, um, nice touch that we do open source uh, or yeah. some sort of uh, uh, um, you know a gift to the world yeah. no that's simply not true um, it is hard <laughs> business um, and it's basically uh, uh, interestingly enough um, it is basically uh, uh, benefiting even many many proprietary vendors um, so that In is basically world. part of the world there and part of the truth as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so what, 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 how, how do you navigate this open source world with your company and your products? Um, I see you have, you have I, know, I don't know how new it is, but Vanilla Stack is certainly a product you've um, mentioned quite a bit on LinkedIn um, yeah. these days. Um, what, what's your contribution to that? How does that work? Um, what does I mean? You're 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 you're. I mean, for those who didn't listen, to the the first is Carsten is a software developer by training and by heart. So you might have been uh, someday one of these community guys um, doing work for free um, for other companies or and 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 learning by that and 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 innovating and and all that. So it's gratifying. But now you you're you're a company owner. You you you. How do you navigate this? Um, well, first of all, um, um, it was a um, um, absolutely uh, um, um, it was absolutely a decision uh, we made on purpose when we said uh, what we do is going to be open source, um, and um, in in comparison to other companies, we don't do open core; we do true open source. So everything mm -hmm. is open source. Um, what we what we basically try to do there is uh, we want uh, to take already existing products uh, from the open source world, um, yeah. specifically Kubernetes, OpenStack, uh, and additional stuff, um, mm. and want to integrate them um, with each other because that is one of the major problems you have in that kind of open core world that we are living in, that uh, you just have those fragments and they are not supposed to run with each Together. other uh, uh, um, uh, flawlessly. So um, interoperability, yeah. Yeah, um, it's ba basically, again, it's part of a business model that uh, uh, your, uh, um, 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 your your open core product is not able to run standalone or is not able to, to be integrated easily with other mm -hmm. products. Um, mm -hmm. So um, what we try to do is we try to bridge that gap. Uh, cool. uh, we, try to, we try to set up um, a stack that's vanilla stack um, that is basically based on Kubernetes uh, and adds additional workloads and functionalities on top. Um, so it gives you basically uh, some sort of infrastructure that is, uh, once you roll it out, just there and ready to run and is basically comparable to some of the uh, commercial offerings in the market um, or some of the uh, open core offerings in the market. Um, our business model there is basically, uh, uh, first of all, uh, obviously around support. Um, so if you want to run it, uh, you can definitely do that. Um, our uh, community, in quotation mark version, is 
absolutely identical to our commercial offering. There is no mm -hmm. additional stuff uh, uh, in the commercial offering that would not be available uh, with the community offering. There is no limitations. Um, yep. It's completely the same. Um, our commercial offering then is again around uh, giving you installation support, giving you uh, uh, support with the platform, being the ones you call if something goes wrong. Um, and uh, uh, we try to create an ecosystem based on that stack. Um, um, so our platform is not like um, um, Cloudical platform, vanilla stack platform, and basically uh, ignore everyone else in the market. Um, yeah. We try to make it as open as, for example, your uh, App Store on your iPhone or your uh, Google Play Store on your uh, Android phone. Um, basically, uh, uh, by giving you a chance to integrate your own products into that ecosystem. Cost, now you're building a Gaia X? No. A second Gaia X? No, um, um, because Gaia X is, from my perspective, a different direction. Um, yeah. What we basically try to, to create is a uh, cloud-native stack um, that is uh, uh, basically uh, able to run pretty much on every platform um, um, because one of the major problems we see in the market is that we are too dependent on platforms today. Um, it's basically uh, cloud is today mostly understood as uh, the great uh, big five uh, plus some other smaller companies, but that's about it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, basically what is completely overlooked is that there are... Um, multitude of uh, local vendors, uh, um, creative vendors in the market, they are simply, uh, frankly, uh, they are threatened in their existence, uh, to be honest, yeah. um, because what we basically head towards is an oligopole, uh, where five companies basically control all of the market. So yeah. um, the problem with that is basically if you just work into that direction as a customer and you are not aware of that and they do all to not make you aware of that, um, you basically buy into proprietary or uh, custom tailored uh, uh, solutions on their platforms that lock you in. So a very important aspect for us is um, um, to, to basically use the same base technology. For example, Kubernetes. You have Kubernetes on Google Cloud. Uh, you have Kubernetes mm. on, on Azure. You have Kubernetes on, on uh, Amazon. Um, but we use the original Kubernetes. Um, mm -hmm. and just make it available on pretty much every kind of environment. Um, again, um, the idea is to uh, not to, to lock you in, instead to widen up your world, mm -hmm. but to strip away complexity. Um, the kind of, of ecosystem thinking there is basically um, that we want to make that platform open and accessible to other vendors in the market. For example, we have a partnership uh, with a company called uh, Polyverse um, um, that is basically... Uh, uh, adding to the underlying Linux environment uh, security, a security layer. Um, yeah. So uh, we just have them on our platform. So when you install our platform, you can basically install their product as well. It's a commercial product, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they basically, uh, if, you, if you happen to have an account with them, um, we don't even get revenue from that. Um, it's basically yeah. just uh, uh, giving them the chance to, to be part of that package uh, because mm -hmm. it would frankly, then again, uh, uh, imply a lot of complexities if you want to roll it out on your own. Um, and we want to take away that complexity. Uh, we mm. want to, our platform is bundled with other products. Um, the, the important thing there is not that it is our platform, to be honest. Um, Vanilla Stack is Apache 2.0 license. And that basically mean take it, 
use it, do whatever you want to do with it. Um, uh, we won't, we won't uh, charge you. Um, we won't, uh, 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 I don't know, um, um, follow up on you, whatever. Um, we don't even have telemetry in our platform by intention. What we believe in is basically that we need to have some sort of opposition or some sort of a free and open offering Mm -hmm. uh, on the market as compared to, first of all, other Kubernetes distributions, because mm -hmm. most of them are open core solutions. They would basically just be able to use all the functionalities if you pay a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. And in comparison to then, on the other hand, cloud environments as well. Um, mm -hmm. Because um, um, our platform is able to run on bare metal. It's able to run uh, uh, in cloud environment, in cloud environments. But as long as you work with what we provide um, or work upon what we provide, let me put it that way, mm -hmm. um, you are always free to just take it and bring mm -hmm. it somewhere else. Um, and that is basically, we spoke about uh, that open source kind of thinking. We spoke about that uh, um, kind of, um, we don't want to get locked in. That is basically uh, uh, what we try to, to contribute to the market uh, with our product. Um, and since our product... It still sounds to me as if you were headed in the same direction as GaiaX, even though they create an ecosystem and you create uh, conditions in with in with with which you can move better in in ecosystems and and and, and platforms. Yeah, that kind of uh, uh, we 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 perhaps build some sort of a uh, um, uh, some sort of a uh, integra of an integrational layer or some sort of integrational definitions that kind of thinking is absolutely similar uh, mm. and uh, um, let me put it that way uh, as I said last time I'm not an opponent to Gaia X absolutely not because I truly love the idea of having that kind of marketplace of having that kind of interoperability um, that is that is uh, associated with it um, mm. My problem with that is basically um, um, that it is um, undermined uh, uh, in several ways and that is basically taken over in several other ways. Um, here, here I have you where I want you. <laughs> I knew. you. Uh, no, but, but the point is, the point is um, um, that idea is definitely there and uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, enablement, of, of giving people tools yeah. they can work with instead of Uh, uh, locking them in uh, yeah. and explaining them that kind of lock-in, that kind of golden cage uh, um, is your new freedom because it is not your, your new freedom. It is a golden cage. Um, and in that, on that matter and in that regard, Gaia-X is very similar to us because it is, about, it is about visibility. It is about a platform, basically regardless of a technical mm. or more like Uh, a commercial platform. That's not the point. Uh, mm. But that kind of platform thinking is there. And it is about integration. Um, yeah. So in that regard, yeah, we are absolutely not against GaiaX. Would you contribute to it? One of our employees is uh, taking place in a lot of uh, uh, GaiaX discussions. Um, mm. he is, he's visible there in, in some, uh, architectural, uh, boards, for example. Mm. Um, we, uh, we are looking into the technical aspects of Gaia X that just got finalized, uh, uh, and, and are looking into whether and how we can make vanilla stack compliant with that. But then on the other hand, um, 
a very, very major aspect in vanilla stack is vanilla. We, we don't want to take and customi uh, customize uh, Kubernetes per se and turn it into a different direction. Um, mm. We, we, uh, what we basically want to do is we want to take uh, uh, the open source and community version uh, uh, of, for example, Kubernetes and uh, make it available uh, uh, basically as some sort of opponent to those crippled down versions. So as long as that is compliant with each other, as long as uh, um, it is possible to do that without crippling down Kubernetes, for example, mm -hmm. um, we are definitely looking into that. But if uh, those kind of integrations become more like than again golden cages, um, we would uh, basically rather step out uh, than uh, uh, continue yeah. work on that. Um, and that is that is a, a a a decision made on purposes and a decision made on values because um, a very important aspect for us um, um, is basically uh, uh, that we are value driven. One of the biggest values we have is the freedom value, and not speaking of free, speaking of freedom. Um, yeah. So, so giving uh, uh, tools and, and creating tools and providing tools and functionalities that are contributing towards freedom, yeah. that are contributing towards creativity, that are contributing towards um, um, no vendor locks. Um, that is very important. And as long as that is given, yeah. we happily contribute. On the other hand, um, we have a problem with GaiaX, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, the problem with basically two problems. One is uh, it's a typical uh, uh, German European project uh, in that regard that it is uh, ultimately becoming over engineered. Um, so um, um, it's, it's like uh, we do uh, uh, like uh, the whole engineering and architectural process, and we basically ignore that the world is going on and moving on. Um, so, okay, yeah, that's one of the project of the problems we have, but that's not the main problem. The other problem is basically that Gaia X started uh, from a point where it was uh, uh, supposed to be some sort of European alternative or some sort of European marketplace. Um, mm -hmm. they, they had and have quite strict regulations, uh, or at least uh, uh, want to have them, in regards to uh, privacy, in regards to data ownership, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they want TED to have that kind of European focus. Um, yeah. My and problem have, there is... Now we have the companies wanting to take part. Why? Yes. Um, why, and, and, why do you think they want to take part? Um, how do I put that? Uh, if, if, if I look at the ideals and values behind uh, Gaia X as it was meant to be, um, it would uh, uh, have created some sort of uh, European ecosystem. Mm. Um, and that is a, a business threat um, because um, if you have an European ecosystem, um, they would basically have European uh, cloud providers, regardless of size, uh, uh, um, in, in one uh, uh, package. And they would basically, as a customer, would just basically click and select different kind of services. Uh, and you could basically, like in a year or two or year, two years from now, uh, um, just have them up and running and just, just have them work. Uh, uh, out of the box, that would create some sort of a virtual cloud overlay, uh, uh, some sort of a virtual hyperscaler. Um, and that could be understood as a threat uh, 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 towards uh, the true hyperscalers um, um, because their business model is basically, uh, first of all, uh, uh, give you a lot of features that you perhaps 
don't need to have. And secondly, uh, um, it is uh, uh, um, basically that their, their main business model is size. Um, so they grow, they, they basically want to be everywhere. Um, and with Gaia X in its original form, you could have had some sort of uh, uh, counterweight to that. Um, mm. That's why uh, last year, two things happened from my perspective. The one thing that happened was a framing. Uh, I don't know if you if you if you've seen that, but several kind of uh, publications showed up and several kind of reports showed up. Where basically, some sort of uh, think tank would say, "Look, Gaia X is a great idea, but it's doomed and it's it's a problem, it's a threat, stuff like that." Um, and if you then would uh, uh, look a little bit deeper into those things. Uh, you would see who's behind those kind of think tanks. Typically, they are based in America uh, or in China. Um, so, um, that, but that kind of framing took place, first thing. And second mm -hmm. thing, um, the companies that would have uh, uh, been locked out out of Gaia-X um, because of regulations and because of uh, um, 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 region, uh, uh, because of their origin, perhaps, tried to find uh, uh, ways into that. Um, so they, they uh, uh, what they did is basically they, uh, on the paper, uh, uh, made themselves compliant with, for example, GDPR regulations, stuff like that. Um, mm. And secondly, um, they created partnerships. So like uh, uh, the Google and uh, OVH cloud partnership is one example of that. Um, mm -hmm. The uh, is it Amazon or Azure? I need to lie, uh, but but uh, there is another partnership with, uh, for example, Open Telecom Cloud uh, that was just announced uh, uh, like yeah. some weeks ago. All of those partnerships yeah. were basically, yeah, I, I believe so. Um, all of those partnerships were basically creating backdoors into the project. Um, they were basically uh, 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 creating entry points, um, and as a result. Uh, end of 2020, we had Amazon, Google, uh, uh, Microsoft with Azure, um, um, Alibaba, Tencent, uh, uh, and Huawei already being part of Gaia X. And even, even if uh, they might not be able to, to uh, I don't know, uh, work within all the standards or um, uh, utilize all the functionalities uh, uh, or provide all the services, they still uh, are in there. They have a voice there. They can basically steer away uh, uh, um, the the idea. They can basically shape it according to your liking. And if you if you try to set up a if you try to 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 uh, wear a, a a European kind of uh, uh, perspective, if you want to look into that, that is basically a, a major threat to that idea, um, mm. because um, um, we have a problem in Europe. And the problem we have in Europe, from my perspective, is that we are going to be digital slaves, that we are going to, to, to be uh, 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 the ones that are not able to shape technology anymore. And instead, we are even paying uh, um, um, others to, to uh, make us their slaves. Um, we just use technology. We don't understand it anymore. We just use it and we don't create it anymore. That's are a major problem. colonized? No, no, wait. wait to I'm some extent, yes. To some extent, yes. I, it's a, I, I see. I see that as a huge threat. I first want to go somewhere else. Um, back to okay, the threat with the Chinese and the Americans and the Asians coming in, and um, yeah, it sounds nice. But isn't the European vision to be united? And coming back to that, it should be then a fair playground for everybody. And when you do a fair playground for everybody. 
yeah, um, you're going to have the big boys come and sit on the table as well because, you know what, if you don't have the big boys sitting on the table with you, um, then there's no point of doing it because that's a higher power you can never win against. It's like Kim Jong-un versus the US government. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's the wrong example. But it's like... I, I'm just thinking of uh, who is Kim Jong-un uh, in that kind of, of picture. I'm, I'm not sure if I was Kim Jong-un. Um, oh, no, um, but, but, what, but yeah. what I'm trying to say here is that um, I, think, I think the approach... Well, I think the approach is actually the right one, what they're doing, because looking from another perspective on it, you need to see it like it's better to bring them on board from the beginning because then you have a shared knowledge base. And, um, and you know, there's a very famous saying, keep your enemies closer But than that, your friends. I don't think that... that That guy, but I, they don't, no, no, they don't think it's enemy. Use this terminology of, and I said colonized before, but that's a very dangerous terminology. Um, I know so I got told off for this before. Too, let's, yeah, no, but let's let's just make clear that we use this terminology <laughs> in order to um, make images, but we are aware of that. Um, it's perhaps not the right thing. Don't forget, historically, it was the US <laughs> that built up Europe after the war, and. In, in, in that kind, of, yeah. So it's 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 now getting down a road where we... Um, I don't know what political <laughs> party you normally um, elect, Carsten. Uh, perhaps not the SED, but... Um, <laughs> um, so no. Let's, what's, I, the, what, what's the SED? Uh, I've never SED heard of is, is uh, the former uh, um, Union uh, um, uh, Socialist Party of Eastern Germany. Um, ah, okay, okay, so, um, okay. No, 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 but but uh, very good points there. Uh, uh, please allow me to touch on them and please allow me to bit a bit, uh, 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 perhaps, um, uh, stronger in my, in my images. You are the good ones, I'm the bad one. Uh, uh, right. let's, let's just keep it that way. So first of all, um, I, I, let, me, let me perhaps say that um, um, it's not about colonization, not at all. Um, and it's not about uh, um, having enemies, not at all. Um, but uh, uh, the thing that I see uh, uh, is basically that um, a European market or a, a European uh, uh, ecosystem is pretty much not existing. Um, mm. And that is, the, that is the threat I see. Um, we have... Uh, 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 Historically, uh, we, we have basically, uh, we had uh, uh, over the past, let's say, 40, 50 years, uh, at least minimum, we had basically several economic and um, 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 intellectual centers in the world. Asia, uh, uh, Japan, uh, uh, China, and so on and so forth. Uh, we had the United States, um, and we had different uh, uh, clusters in Europe as well. Basically, independent of uh, uh, the business uh, that we're that they were in, like cars, aeroplanes, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, always some sort of healthy, of healthy competition um, and some sort of uh, uh, local knowledge that was there. Um, it had to be fostered in several uh, areas of the world. Um, um, but uh, there was always that kind of thinking that we need to foster that knowledge. And I totally miss that with cloud uh, uh, and with, uh, uh, oh God, I, 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 I don't dare to say it, but uh, with big tech. Um, so, um, but, but I totally miss that. Um, to mm -hmm. be honest, 
that's not the fault of uh, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Alibaba, Tencent, Huawei. That's absolutely not their they fault. They just do business. They just it's, grow. It's, absolutely. It's, it's a European flaw uh, because uh, uh, we over-engineer things. At least we tend to. Uh, I mean, uh, Siemens should be up there, if you think about it. Siemens should be somewhere up there. Uh, a T-Mobile should be somewhere up there. Yeah, um, but they are uh, not. A 1-1 should, mm. should be up there. I but see, but... Yeah, but I but do you think my my yeah. point is uh, perhaps uh, uh, my point is uh, basically um, we are talking about the core technology for the next 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. uh, or the core technologies, mm -hmm. not just one technology, um, and we outsource that as Europeans. We outsource yeah. that. We just we just uh, use it. Uh, uh, because it's given to us free of charge or quite cheap, whatever. Um, mm. And we just use it. Um, um, we, we don't look into uh, how things work anymore. Don't, don't forget um, don't forget the infrastructure. We have Sweden and the Nordics, which huge yeah. clean energy, but, but, but Tim, huge it comes from data centers. I don't think that... But, but Tim, the last, the, the, the last... The overwhelming computing power is used for European... No, but I, I think uh, the mistakes are... Sure. I think the mistakes are somewhere else. The last 100, 200 years, um, especially Germans, are known for one thing, German engineering, right? Yes. Yeah, so German engineering also for, for many other things as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, for other things, German engineering, uh, German engineering till today, it's, it's a saying, oh, that's German engineering, quality of standards, right? And we've done the same mistake. It's not just in IT and tech. I mean, if you look at automotive sector, right, we thought, you know what? Did all these big manufacturers, and I don't care if I piss off people now with saying this. I mean, all these all these big corporations in Germany thought, you know what? Um, let's save some more money. Let's go more east. Let's let's we let's go to South America. Get the rubber from there. Let's let's come on, guys. We can save some more money. We can get more profit out of these cars. Um, people in Germany have lost their jobs, right? So that's why there's massive unemployment because after. After 1960, 1970, a lot of the factories were actually built in eastern Germany, but there was employment given. And all of these things at the end it became just the components were put together in Germany. Mm -hmm. With doing that, with setting up these huge campuses in the Far East even, I mean, if you look at the the, the car manufacturing, whatever it yeah, is, outsourced, you have outsourced, outsourced yeah, but yeah. you have outsourced your knowledge even. But here comes the problem, that your knowledge is not being transferred back home. The only thing you get is the end product. And the end product is not going to help you because what what happens eventually is within 20, 30 years, your population just gets more and more stupid to the extent that they will not even understand anymore the products which they're using, which means that you actually become a slave to the outsourced colonies. Paul, and Paul, Paul allow me to, to make one point still. Yeah. Although we outsourced a lot of knowledge, we still... Yeah had substantial knowledge and still have substantial knowledge in those uh, areas here um, um, in Europe, um, which is, again, some sort of a balance of power. And uh, don't get me wrong, um, outsourcing per se, uh, um, let's let's perhaps take away that kind of, of uh, business aspect in there that is, uh, and perhaps even the ethical aspect. But one thing that is done with outsourcing done the right way is that we transfer knowledge um, um, and that we perhaps in a, in a positive way, um, we, we, we spread that knowledge. 
we share mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's not because we are altruistic or whatever. It's just because we wanted to make the biggest... It's just the way human societies work. It's the division of, 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 of tasks and labor. And on a global scale, isn't that, isn't that true as well? Because, I mean, you can say the Americans are our foes or blah, blah, blah. In the end, it's just a division of labor. I mean, you can be for it or against it. But then again, the global south still produces uh, raw materials that we import cheaply. Uh, sell back highly no, but sell back highly industrialized goods for for more money, which which creates an economical imbalance in um, that is perpetuated since since the end of colony colonization. So you could argue that it never stopped if you see it on it's a continuum. Capitalism, mate. It's capitalism, it's capitalism. It's and on a continuum now. I think to us Europeans, some kind of happens the same thing. It's a digital um, imbalance of. Yeah global yeah. uh, economic uh, relationships and it's Thank now we're in a position where we kind of have you know we were the masters of the world or at least we thought we were until 1848 and then uh, but i mean look at electric cars i mean look at electric cars the game i mean volkswagen is trying bmw is trying it's a cute little i3 guys yeah. tesla is somewhere else like you were somewhere here. You were the biggest car manufacturers in the world. You had mm. the power. You had the key to the world. And you know what? You kept on putting more horsepower, more fossil fuels, more leather. Oh, let's let's use that kind of, um, I don't know, that goat from that mountain makes a different, better leather in the Mercedes car. <laughs> well, 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 some South African in the U.S. managed to set up one of the biggest car manufacturers and got 1 billion euros funding from the German government to set up his battery factory next to the airport because nobody else wanted to produce any. I mean, sorry, but Germany has lost the race when it comes to car manufacturing and they will never pick yeah. up that race. Well, let me put it that way. There might be a different view on that, uh, uh, but that's one point there. One point there is, um, um, and that is that is basically uh, uh, bringing that perhaps back to Gaia X then again as well. Um <laughs> So um, the point that, that I basically see is, uh, I mean, Tesla is creating one of its, uh, uh, what are they called, hyperfactories? No, um, um, gigafactories. Yeah, um, gigafactories, giga like 20 kilometers away from me. I'm mm -hmm. pretty much living around the corner there. Um, mm -hmm. That is that is that is, is that where you walk to every day. Sorry, is no, that where you walk? To every day? No, it's, no, no, no. But I could, I could. Or Old least, habit. He takes a camera. He goes for a picture and he walks back home and uploads it. Hmm. Yeah, I sent him over to, to to Volkswagen pretty much every day. The, the, the physical um, manifestation of Europe's uh, decline <laughs> every morning. But 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 the point in, the, the, the point there the point there is um, um, they might be miles ahead. On some levels, on some other levels, they are not, um, and you still have that huge marketing share, uh, market market share. You have that huge uh, marketing power, and so on and so forth. So it's still a battle uh, 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 which is open, and uh, uh, frankly, I couldn't care less who wins it ultimately. Um, but here we are talking about uh, uh, basically uh, uh, our digital infrastructure. We are talking about one of the biggest uh, changes in the way that we uh, 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 run our infrastructures uh, with, with uh, cloud technology. Um, and uh, I mean, look at the, ju just look at uh, uh, the predictions. Uh, the cloud business is going to, to uh, um, 
to 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 grow from from say 60 billion a year to 250 billion a year over the next five six seven years um and that's basically because um all of our all of our uh, uh, companies all of our uh, um, 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 uh, everybody who is running uh, infrastructure is going to outsource that infrastructure right they, they 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 basically close down their data centers they bring everything into cloud environments and again um, just on that fact there might be some a lot of challenges and a lot of things where i perhaps say perhaps don't do that but that's not the point here um uh, if we just accept the fact that that is going to happen uh well um but the point then is uh, and that is that is basically where that is a different aspect a different thing a different beast is basically it all gets uh, uh, all of our digital infrastructure uh, is concentrated in the hands of five, perhaps six or seven uh, worldwide operating companies. And let that sink in. Um, you basically outsource all of your knowledge, all of your business secrets, all of your next big things into the hand of five, six, seven major corporations, which then um, are basically uh, uh, growing to such a huge extent um, mm. that that, uh, that they are not even controlled by governmental bodies anymore. It's simply not possible. And on the other hand, um, they still need to comply with some law from the countries they originate from. Um, that would basically uh, require them to give access, if, re if requested, to data, to your data, uh, to your business secrets. Um, so that is basically the one thing that totally troubles me. And if yeah. we then bring in Gaia X as an idea to create some sort of European initiative, um, and it's not about Europe versus America, that's not the point, um, but as some sort of a regional uh, alternative, as some sort of an alternative that is basically working in an environment where you have some sort of the same legislation and the same regulations, um, and you get that one out of the door, um, you would have um, to some extent a, a at least trustworthy harbor. Um, but now those major companies jump in there, they undermine it, they participate in that, which basically blows away the idea of that, uh, the, the prospect in that. Um, and uh, it basically just makes that another marketing tool instead of being some sort of a trustworthy and sustainable alternative. And that kind of trustworthiness in that, for, at least for me, is um, that I don't trust five major companies. Instead, I have hundreds, perhaps thousands of, thousands of local companies all over Europe, perhaps even mm. all over the world. I, I don't care. It's, it's not about Europe versus America. It's about... Yeah. Uh, um, local and trustworthy and local knowledge and uh, uh, local empowerment versus major corporations. Um, and I sound a lot like some 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 MAGA guys or God, um, but the point is um, that kind of freedom, that kind of we do not interfere with that, um, mm -hmm. that kind of thinking is so essential to me. Yeah. To put it short, it's, we it's, are it's, handing it's, over. Please allow yeah. me that one sentence. We are we are handing over all of our infrastructure and all of our future prospects into the hand mm. of five, six, seven major corporations. Mm. Is this the end no. of the liberal idea? 
very political question, but in some ways one could yeah. argue. Yeah, um, um, it, it could be. Um, that, that, could be that could be something uh, uh, that, that is basically uh, uh, on the horizon there. Because um, what you, you, you are handing over your data to some major corporations, you need to comply with their rules. Hmm. Um, and even if they say we are unpolitical, well, um, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm uh, pretty much on the opposite side of the planet in regard to Mr. Trump. Um, mm. But for example, look into Twitter. As long as it was, uh, uh, as long as it was, uh, 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 you know, viable in a business sense, and as long as the zeitgeist was along those lines, they decided, well, let him go with that. We do some warnings there, and that's it. Um, but once the zeitgeist has changed, once uh, uh, Trump uh, uh, was pretty much a pariah, from my perspective, he was a pariah from the very beginning. But that's a different story. Uh, once he got that. Uh, onto mm. that point, they decided, no, he's not on our platform anymore. Mm. What I see is basically we have corporations that decide based on rules they make, how they mm. act and how they how they interact with things. Um, and what we need from from my perspective, they have regal 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 uh, rights almost, isn't it? I mean, it's, so it's okay, okay, things. okay. Now you could say uh, that the, these are the new West Indian companies, but this is going. This is too radical. I'm not going there. Um, but it's 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 um, it. I, I I know where you where you come from. So, but in in, how can we end this on a pleasant note? <laughs> um, my pleasant note on that is basically, um, I don't see the world turning into that. And uh, mm -hmm. what I see is basically um, um, that I'm fighting against that kind of uh, uh, direction. Um, Gaia-X, from my perspective, is not that. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just like uh, I feel like it's too watered down already um, mm -hmm. or it's, it's in danger of getting watered down. Mm -hmm. um, I still love the idea behind it. Um, mm -hmm. But what I see, and uh, frankly, I, 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 and what, what, that's, that's something that makes me get up in the morning. What I basically see is that we we are still in a position, we still have the tools at our disposal. That's why we, for example, care about Kubernetes and care about uh, OpenStack technologies. Uh, we try to combine them to provide tools. Um, what we basically see is um, that we still have the freedom to do that. And as long as we have the freedom to do that, and as long as we are able to raise our voices there, um, it's 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 not a lost battle, and I have no worries with with being with uh, fifty uh, against seven point five million or six, uh, pardon me, uh, six billion uh, in the world. It's already fifty, right? Uh, that are on my side. Uh, that is my hmm. kind of thinking. Um, so the point is, um, we need to, and we we are able to to basically. Uh, make that vocal um, and we are able to basically uh, uh, work against it. The case is not lost. Um, we see a growing uh, number of people understanding the concerns we have there. It's, it's for example, look into privacy, stuff like that. Um, it's quite abstract, but uh, uh, it gets into the heads of the people. Um, we have regulation on our side. Um, and as long as this is the case, and as long as uh, we are basically standing up for that kind of enablement and that kind of ability to to uh, um, shape technology, understand technology, and, and set up technology in a way that we want to do that, not I, we, um, 
or everybody else. Um, um, and as long as we have those tools that true open source solutions instead of those crippled down solutions, as long as we have that and as long as we can spread that word, uh, word the word is not lost. Um, and that is a positive thing on my end. Again, don't forget where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a dictatorship. Mm. Uh, um, and what I basically just want to avoid is that we are running with open eyes and seeing into the same thing again. But this time, mm. not in a, in a local way, as we had in a former uh, German uh, Democratic Republic, but on a global scale. And that's what I want to avoid. But I tell you, the fight is on. Um, and uh, what I see is basically... Um, there's a growing number of people sharing our concerns. Um, again, it's not about we versus them. It's about our, our freedom. It's about freedom of choice. It's about freedom of liberty. enablement and knowledge. And liberty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And perhaps values. Um, yeah, power to the people. Power to the people. And um, Tim, I, I, before you open the next can of worms, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would say, Carsten, Thank you so much for for sharing your um, your 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 how would you say your your point of view, um, your, your knowledge of the industry, um, mm -hmm. your perception of um, government policies um, and history. how <laughs> history and uh, most of all um, also um, your fears about what can happen if we don't take action. So. Um, If, if anybody wants to join this dialogue, um, I'm sure Carsten is happy if people reach out to him and uh, have this discussion. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So you can find Carsten on LinkedIn. Um, so um, please get in touch with him. Um, and uh, I, hope, I hope we also get um, not too many nasty comments. Uh, Tim, if our podcast is not going to be <laughs> If we're deleted from anymore, Google, it will be my fault. Well, if you've got to type on Google search, Uptime punks, it's going to become just uh, deleted. <laughs> no. But, anyways, um, thank you so much, Carsten. And we the last words are with our guest. So, if you want to say some closing words, closing statement, then um, I the stage is all yours. Okay, uh, I do that pretty shortly. First of all, uh, thank you uh, for having me again. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, I just want to give you a recommendation buy yourself a book a specific book. Um, buy yourself the Cryptonomicon. Um, um, it is uh, uh, an awesome book and it, it teaches you uh, a lot of uh, um, mindsets that I'm living with. Um, um, it's, uh, uh, um, it's, a, it's a great book um, and it's basically around cryptography, uh, Linux, uh, um, and uh, it's, by the way, an, a great read, although it is just like 1,500 pages. Cryptonomicon. Okay. Look for that and buy that book and then uh, just join me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Thank, Thank you, you, Carsten. Thank you, Carsten. Thank you so much. Cheers, bye. So, um, comes to an end four hours later. Oh, well, more like two and a half, three hours. Um, it was quite, it was quite um, interesting. Um, very fruitful. I think we take a lot away from this. Yeah, Amazon's uh, already ringing on the door. Amazon <laughs> is already ringing the doorbell at your house, Tim. So, um, yeah, for all the uptime punks out there, if you guys can't find us anymore on Google or um, on all the other platforms, it's probably because of this episode. Um, yeah.
but uh, once more apologies for the uh, for the language and the content but we hope that you guys enjoyed it and um, if you can't get enough of us um, you can um, subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and if you can't get enough of Tim, you can even wear his beautiful face now as a T-shirt. When when's your when is your uh, T-shirt coming out? Oh, I'm I, I'm not sure if I want to be the guy with the mustache on the T-shirt. With the guy um, with the mustache and the 1945 uh, haircut. <laughs> 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 if only you could see Paul now, he's tried <laughs> his side cut. Um, uh, basically, like the the 1942. Uh, working class style and you know where they got uh well you know what enrolled in which, I, in which army uh, afterwards i would no? say I, I look more like a peaky blinder a but peaky probably, blinder. yeah yeah you never probably watched that show because um it's 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 probably not um of your level of intellect but um it's for no me it's i did i did watch a couple <laughs> of episodes but but only by um by uh by accident i the thing is I really need to, if I start watching stuff, then I get addicted and then I, I finish it and all my time goes down the rubbish bin. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. For, but anyways, um, yeah. well, we're going we're gonna to try to figure out if we can get a silhouette of myself with the haircut and the mustache. But um, for all of you out there, um, stay safe and... Yeah, don't forget to subscribe and on www.uptownpunks.com. Um, yeah, just check it out. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye.